Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, the, the book is incredibly well written. Talk to me a little bit about the writing process. Well, I'm a filmmaker primarily. I usually write scripts uh, that are about, you know, 80, 90 pages. Uh, here, there was so much information in this case for my research uh, that I decided I would write a book simultaneously. So, uh... I was able to uh, simply make uh, the full story in the book and then take parts of it and put the film together with all the visuals and the audio. And uh, this, uh, of course, people remember this case or may not remember why it's so significant. It's because all the modern era of uh, (coughs) fake news, race hoaxes, and racial division really started in the Trayvon Martin case. Everything uh, black and white rated uh, race relations as positive prior to 2012. We had a black president, and after this case, it's always gone negative, and it also led to the Ferguson effect, Freddie Gray, all the racial division really started right here. We have got Joe Gilbert joining us today, live here on our big broadcast, talking about the Trayvon hoax. This is an amazing book and film. Now, um, with the book, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? Well, the, uh, the story itself is what is so shocking and uh, an amazing, you know, kind of a stunning investigation. Uh, what I found is the key witness for the prosecution, people remember her, Rachel Gentel. She was kind of the plus-sized Haitian-American girl that was about a year older and 150 pounds heavier than Trayvon. Uh, she claimed to, at times, to be Trayvon's girlfriend, had been on the phone with him right before he was shot. And she was the key witness. She was the only reason that they got Zimmerman arrested because people may remember the Sanford police had investigated for several weeks. And then all of a sudden, uh, well, it was March 12, actually, a few weeks later, the police said this is a self-defense case. It's not stand your ground. Self-defense, it's over. We looked at the eyewitness testimony, 911 calls, physical evidence. It's self-defense. See you later. A week later, the family attorney, Benjamin Crump, by the way, he has a new book out. He's on tour. It's called Open Season, Legalized Genocide of Colored People. That's his new book. Um, And he held a press conference a week after the police had said there's no probable cause. And uh, he held up a digital recorder, and he played a recording, and he said, we just found Trayvon's girlfriend last night. She was on the phone with him up to the minute he was shot, and... uh, Her name is Diamond Eugene, and she's 16 years old. She's a minor. And he played a couple of excerpts that kind of contradicted some of the evidence. And uh, he said, we got all... And the next day, Barack Obama came on board, LeBron James. And then the state of Florida uh, appointed a special prosecutor. Came down to uh, Miami two weeks later to interview Diamond Eugene. They went to her house. I've got the unredacted documents. And they, they were sent away to a different home where a woman who worked for Trayvon's mother, Sabrina Fulton, lived. And Rachel Gentel appeared. She's 18 years old. She says, oh, I lied about my name. That's my nickname. I'm Diamond Eugene. 
Uh, I lied about my age. I lied about going to the hospital. And uh, anyway, they took her statement and used some of her statements to indict Zimmerman. And then she showed up in court a year later. And people remember her that she couldn't read her own writing. She couldn't really put two sentences together. So what I did is I looked at Trayvon's 750-page cell phone records uh, that I got from the state of Florida, and uh, I read his 3,000 text messages, looked at his uh, 3,000 photos, emails, everything on his cell phone. And I quickly discovered that Trayvon really did have a girlfriend named Diamond Eugene. It was not Rachel Gentel. And I unraveled the entire story of how Diamond Eugene refused to come forward, refused to say anything to the Martin family attorney under great pressure. She was finally pressured into making a statement. And when she made that statement, all she did was agree with everything Crump had said in the media. And then when she was asked to come and tell the same story to the police, uh, she refused. And a fake witness, Rachel Gentel, was substituted in to tell this made-to-order storyline to get Zimmerman arrested. So it's, it's a shocking uh, result of this investigation, all documented, including handwriting analysis, DNA, you name it. There were photos that Trayvon and, and uh, Diamond Eugene were exchanging on the, you know, in the cell phone records. It's not Rachel Gentel, it's Diamond Eugene. So people take away from this is that America got played by an epic race hoax. Al Sharpton was down you know, there in on it. And it was all meant really for this larger agenda, which I discuss in the film, is how really Trayvon Martin was used just as much as Zimmerman to try to inflame black voters. Because uh, in 2012, uh, the black vote was not in the tank for Obama. Uh, unemployment was up to 50%. Taxes were going up. Businesses were shutting down. Illegals were coming in and taking jobs. And they needed something to inflame black voters to get them to vote for Obama based on skin color. So they came up with this narrative. And the Department of Justice actually sent people down claiming they were going to help investigate. And Judicial Watch pulled the documents. They actually helped to organize protests. Wow. Al Sharpton was in on it. Uh, Benjamin Crump even said at a rally with Al Sharpton, he said, we brought someone from New York City who had a track record. It introduces Al Sharpton. Well, Al Sharpton's track record was race hoaxes, Tawana Brawley hoax, uh, inciting violence, Crown Heights, 1991, Freddie's Fashion Mart massacre, 1995. Uh, and, of course, Sharpton was an advisor to Obama. So there was a bigger agenda that took over this case, and uh, the film and the book, actually you learn the real story, what really happened that night. You learn who the real phone witness was and who knew and how Rachel Gentel was substituted in in order to get Zimmerman arrested and try to put him in jail for life. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. Joel Gilbert is with us. He's got the Trayvon hoax, unmasking the witness fraud that divided America. Also, it's a uh, great feature film as well, a uh, best-selling book, feature film. Both of them are available uh, by checking out the trayvonhoax.com that's the trayvonhoax.com and uh this book absolutely incredible the film's absolutely incredible so what took uh what was first was it the book then the film or was it the film and then the book well they kind of go simultaneously what really went first was the investigation i spent several months just reading 750 pages of Trayvon's text messages over and over, uh, 
and I had to kind of get used to uh, urban slang. They got a lot of slang words, look them up in the Urban Dictionary, and really understanding who was who and all the relationships between Diamond Eugene, between her friends, between Trayvon and his friends, and putting the timeline together. I even went out to Miami and collected high school yearbooks of all the high schools in that area because I was still having trouble identifying Diamond. And by getting the uh, high school yearbooks, I was able to match the photos of Diamond Eugene in Trayvon's cell phone photo library uh, with Brittany Diamond Eugene, who went to Miramar High School. So the process was really also going to the state of Florida, getting all the documents. And what was really shocking is I realized that anybody could have done this. Like, why didn't the media for six years just go read the available information and follow up on it like I did? and you would discover the biggest race hoax of this uh, century, the, the biggest race-based trial since O.J. Uh, that had such a big effect on the country, they, they would realize it was a hoax. Of course, they built this whole narrative. The media was a big part of it, and they, uh, they wanted to push this hoax. And uh, So the Trayvon hoax is actually two things. It's the name I give to the substitution of a real phone witness, Diamond Eugene, for a fake witness, which was Rachel Gentile, the Trayvon hoax is also the name I give to the hoax that the media plays on black Americans every day, essentially that there are armed white men in the streets and racist cops of all colors that want to shoot people because of their skin color. That's, their, that's the big Trayvon hoax. And they push this every day. People remember a few weeks ago there was supposedly a, a black girl whose dreadlocks were cut off at a, high, at a school in Virginia, and the media was just so excited. They ran with it. They said Mike Pence's wife works there. They were so excited. Three days later, the mother of the girl said, hoax. She just made it up. Jussie Smollett, hoax. But the media runs with these stories because they want this race-fueled narrative to keep 90 90%, 95% of black voters in line with the Democrat Party. And I think my film and my book uh, is a way to, to not, only, not only heal from this case, but to... Uh, reset history, that all this racial division was totally unnecessary, total nonsense. Colin Kaepernick can go back and play for the 49ers. Uh, you don't need Black Lives Matter. It was all a hoax. We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on the telephone talking a little bit about this uh, incredible, incredible project. Now, what's been some of the feedback you've gotten on this so far? And, and by the way, anyone, you can see the trailer or live stream or buy the book, the TrayvonHoax.com. Uh, yes. I have not had one negative word. It's just amazing. People are blown away. You can look at the uh, reviews on Amazon for the book or the DVD, and people are just kind of very thankful. And they said, wow, if it wasn't for this case, we wouldn't have these fake witnesses in the Kavanaugh case or a fake whistleblower, all the division uh, for nothing, and especially black youth. I've had a lot of emails. I've been in some forums. Even the, uh, the screening that I did at the National Press Club on September 16th, I had these two big security guards, African-Americans, and they watched the whole movie there. They wanted my autograph and a copy of the film. They said, man, we grew up on this stuff. We thought that, you know, white people want to shoot black people for no reason. And they were they're very knowledgeable. I mean, the black youth know about this more than anybody, and they realize they got played. If there's one thing they don't like, it's getting played and manipulated. And this Trayvon Martin case was all about manipulating uh, black voters, and no one has suffered more than the black youth of America from this. 
We have got a fantastic guest with us today. Joel Gilbert joins us here on our big program. And um, you can get more information at TrayvonHoax.com, TrayvonHoax.com. Now, what, what, is, what is next for you as far as uh, projects and things of that nature? Uh, well, I'm going to be busy uh, promoting this film, doing a few film screenings, including in South Florida in the coming weeks. Um, and uh, just kind of talking about it because it, it's just such a... a history-changing case, so I'm probably spending the next month or two doing that. I've always got a couple projects in development, uh, but I'm going to be talking about the Trayvon hoax definitely for a few more months. Uh, look, Sabrina Fulton, Trayvon's mother, is running for Miami-Dade commissioner. She was just endorsed by Hillary Clinton, as well as uh, Cory Booker, so I have no doubt that the National Democrat Party wants to bring Sabrina Fulton back to the Democrat convention like they did in 2016 to push this Trayvon hoax on the black youth of America, that you gotta be fearful, and your life depends on voting for Democrats. That's what Sabrina Fulton's been doing for several years, pushing this hoax narrative. And uh, it's gonna be a big part of the 2020 campaign, I think. We have got a fabulous guest joining us today here on our big broadcast. You can get more information on this incredible project over at thetrayvonhoax.com, thetrayvonhoax.com. Joel Gilbert with us today, director and author. And uh, this this project, uh, how long did this take to put together? Because I'll tell you that tracking all this down and, and all this, I'm sure that was not an easy task. Look, it took, I, look, like everything you figure is going to take three, three or four months, it ended up taking the better part of 11 months of just the investigation going down to Miami. Uh, went and met George Zimmerman. He's in the movie, and he actually tells what really happened that night for the first time. Don't forget, he did not even testify at his own trial. I went up to Tallahassee, Florida, where I actually met Diamond Eugene. She's, uh, she, was, she was studying criminal justice, of all things, at Florida State University. And she's in the movie, too. You get to meet her. So it took a bit of traveling around, getting a lot of uh, documents from the courts, uh, handwriting samples, and getting those confirmed. I got a DNA test done on, um, on several people. I don't want to give away the whole film. But uh, it took quite a few pieces, uh, cross-referencing social media. Uh, Diamond Eugene was tweeting the entire time. She tweeted about 50 times a day, about 20, once every 20 minutes that she was awake. And she's tweeting just as Trayvon's getting shot. She's tweeting about it and including all the pressure she was under from the Martin family uh, and friends that she did not want to come forward and how she was pressured into even talking to Benjamin Crump. And then she wisely bailed out and refused to lie to prosecutors. So that's why you see the whole story of how Rachel Gentel was substituted in. And you kind of feel a little bit sorry for Rachel at first when you see the movie. You know, she, she has some disabilities. She was an 18-year-old ninth grader at the time, and she was born premature. She had lots of issues. So, sometimes you look at it, you kind of feel a little bit sorry for her. Maybe she was taken advantage of also. But then you look at the fact that she participated in Jay-Z's documentary last year. Jay-Z did a six-part series on, on BET and Paramount Network about the uh, Zimmerman case, uh, just repeating all the incendiary nonsense and racial nonsense. And there was Rachel Gentel six years later, again, pretending to be Diamond Eugene. So uh, you feel a little less sorry for her when you, when you see that she's continuing with the hoax. Uh, so it was a long process, and I'm very proud of the film and the book. People, once you read it, it's kind of like a life-changing experience that you just, 
you realize how bad you, you got played, no matter what color or race you are, how America got played by this epic hoax uh, that the media was in on, as well as uh, very likely some lawyers uh, that knew about this. Trayvon's mother definitely knew about the, the switch of the witnesses, and she did not come forward uh, to stop the trial or, or say anything, but she did know. Absolutely amazing. Check out the TrayvonHoax.com for more information. And uh, thanks for joining us today, my friend. I really appreciate the time and effort, and thanks for uh, putting this together. Okay, TheTrayvonHoax.com. Thanks for having me. Thank you, my friend. Check out TheTrayvonHoax.com for more information. Thank you, my friend. There he goes, Joel Gilbert. We are going to take a time out, and when we come back, we have got more coming up. On the other side, it is the Big Broadcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.